0: Seems to have been a theme today on how God is with us in difficult times. And that is something that God has in store for all of us this morning in the Word. We're in Matthew chapter 4 again this week. Matthew chapter 4. The presence of suffering in our life is not a measure of how good of a Christian we are. Or how bad of a Christian we are. The presence of suffering and pain in our life does not measure how close we are to the Lord or how far away. I am here to tell you today that this is interesting, but did you know a Christian is a lot like a shopping bag? Okay. All right, come on now. Buddy Anderson's a lot like a shopping bag. As we look at these shopping bags, I remember before plastic bags. Yeah, they used to have shopping bags that were paper. Anybody here remember paper bags? That's all you could get. And they did not have handles on them either. You had to carry them like this, right? Christians are like shopping bags. Some of us are paper, some of us are plastic. (laughs) No, that's not the point. But you know what's interesting? This shopping bag has some holes in the bottom. It's got some tears in it. It's got some nicks. It's a little bitty hole right here. I don't know what these holes are from. You know, there are probably holes in your life. There are nicks, there are cuts, there are uh, bruises that define who you are. But as a Christian, we're like a shopping bag. And there comes a time when... Like any good shopping bag, it has been designed for certain things, right? Now, many of our plastic bags, they get recycled at home, don't they? So we get to use them for trash bags. Anybody here recycle your bags? How many of you have a bag in your closet or somewhere where you take all your bags, you wad them up, and you stick them in a thing, right? And you hold on to them because you can use them. One of the craziest things I've ever done with a shopping bag is I took them outside and I put them in a flower bed where I did not want weeds to grow anymore. And I put them down and put pine straw on top of them. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. (laughs) It comes back to haunching. But we're like a shopping bag. Because there comes times that some things come along in our life that we have to carry. Some of it's not very heavy. It's small things that go in. And we seem to be Okay with it. We seem to be uh, able to handle it and to go forward. And then we add a few more things into our life that we have to carry, that we have to do. It might be health issues, it might be family, maybe different things, or it may be a big old heavy container of mayonnaise. I mean, this bag's starting to pull on my hand. It worries you, doesn't it? Now, when I go to the grocery store and I buy milk, you know what I do? Probably what you do, I double up the bag. You know who taught me to do that? My wife. (laughs) Thank God for wives, Jack. I tell you what, it is a blessing to have wives. Now, I want you to know this is really, really heavy. Very, very heavy. And there comes times in our life where we're dealt some lemons. And we're to make what? Lemonade. Lemonade. That's what we've always heard. But as a Christian, that thing just gets thrown in on top of us. And it gets heavy, and it begins to stretch us, and the tears begin to show more, and it begins to become a worry. But let me give you this. Whenever a shopping bag is struggling like this, the best thing to do is to carry it like that, right? Now let me tell you something. A shopping bag can't carry itself. But only the master who holds the bag can carry the stuff and the bag together. Can I tell you today, no matter what is been piled in on top of you, whatever you're struggling with, whatever that weight is, Jesus is there to carry you. He's the one who will grab hold of you and all the junk and all the stuff and will carry you around. But the question becomes, as Christians, why do we have to go through hard times? Why should we have to suffer? If God is so good and He loves us so much, why do we have to go through hard times? I mean, after all, a really good Christian, Miss Jean, one that's close to the Lord, one that's following Him and doing His work and doing all that God has asked, surely God would protect them from trouble. That would make sense. But let's look in Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, John who? John the Baptist. What was John the Baptist doing? John the Baptist was preparing the way for the Messiah. He was fulfilling God's design for him. He was moving forward in what God had created him to do and to be. He was moving forward and and telling people that there was one to come whose name... Well, he was the Messiah and his name is Jesus. Here he is. He baptizes him. John was doing good things for God. And then we find in this verse that this same John was taken into custody. He was arrested. Now, we can read later in Matthew around chapter 11, we find that the king just didn't like his message. And so his wife said, I don't like him. Keep, keep talking about this stuff. Arrest him and had him arrested and put into prison. And John was doing God's, God's bidding. What about you and I? What about us as we're living our life, we're following after Christ, and then bad things happen in our life, and we're suffering, and we're in pain? What do we do? What happens? Well, let's look at John just for a minute, because we can see some benefits of suffering here in in this story real quickly. We can understand that my suffering can benefit the master plan. My suffering can benefit the master plan of God. Check this out. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee. Verse 13, And leaving Nazareth, he came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, the land of Zebulun and the land of Noctali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land in shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. From that time... All right, some of you didn't hear me read that. Maybe you're not looking in your word, but listen. From that time? What time? What time? That time when John is arrested and he's put into jail, from that time, Jesus began to preach. So, are you telling me that Jesus was not preaching before John was arrested? That's exactly what I'm saying, because that's what the Scriptures are saying. Jesus did not begin to preach until one of God's children was arrested and put into jail and was suffering. Where do we make sense of that? Here's the thing. Jesus' ministry was propelled into action because the suffering of John the Baptist... You would think someone who was eating locust and wild honey, that was enough suffering. But yet, he found himself in prison. He never would see freedom again. Rather, John the Baptist would have his head cut off and served on a platter. Where do we make sense that here is a good man who winds up in jail But let me tell you, God had a master plan. See, there was a prophecy that even talked about Jesus going to this area and there would be a light coming from there. He would begin His ministry there. Jesus begins His ministry because John the Baptist is arrested. We can talk about God, but it is in suffering that we truly experience God. God is propelled forward in our lives when we find ourselves in trouble and in pain. See, Jesus withdrew to Galilee. He went to the place that He would base His ministry out of. He went to the place where God would begin to move in a mighty way and people's lives would be changed. Suffering is the means by which God is more intimately known to us. If God is only a God who only gives us the beauty and the wonders of this world, then we got a very shallow God. But when we have a God that we can understand when we're suffering and we're in need, then we've got a God who will be there. He is a God of the suffering people. And that is what this is really about. See, He doesn't deliver us from the fire all the time. God does not deliver John the Baptist from the prison. doesn't take him from prison. But yet God was with him in prison. See, God is with us no matter where we're suffering, no matter what the need is, what the trouble is. But can I encourage you today that God can deliver you from the suffering, but God can be with you in the midst of it as well. For there's a greater master plan and master purpose going on than just you and your happiness. The God that I know, the God of Jesus Christ, This God is the God who is with those who are suffering. He is with you. The second thing we can know about the benefits of suffering is not only does my suffering benefit God's master plan, but my suffering can benefit other people. My suffering can benefit other people. When I look over in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I find that Paul the Apostle is writing to a church. And as he's writing this letter, he covers something between verses 3 and verse 7 that is quite remarkable. I highlighted every time the word comfort and the word affliction is used. I used a different color for each word, and I find that there is the word comfort. Is used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times between verse three and verse seven. And when you come across scripture that repeats a word over and over, you need to stop. That is a that's an important part of what you're reading. And then there's the word affliction. It's used one, two, three, four, five, six times. Six times in these few verses. Let me read for you. First, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Let me tell you what Paul is saying there. God comforts us not to get us through our pain and trouble, but also so that when we get that comfort, we will pass it on to other people. See, our struggles and our comfort that we received is not to be kept to ourselves; We are to share with others how God has comforted us in our difficulties, in our hard times. I remember as a teenager... I was going through a very, very difficult circumstance. And as I'm going through this, I was so focused on the pain and the trouble, I was missing something very beautiful. Till one day, I don't remember if it was a preacher on TV or, or the radio, actually, I didn't watch them on TV. I just had an antenna and it was all snowy. Kids, TV has not always been that clear. It used to be very, very, very snowy. And... So I didn't get to watch them on TV very often, but I did listen to them on the radio all the time. And I think it was probably a preacher one time that made me begin to look at suffering a little differently. I began to see that God was preparing me to comfort someone else in the midst of my trouble. See, when I only see the suffering as my opposition... As something that's against me, I want God to remove it and get rid of it. This is bad, this is evil, this is terrible, this is wrong, this isn't right. And I keep my focus on the problem. I miss what God wants to do in me and through me because what God is making you in your suffering is much more important than you being delivered from your suffering. That was so good. I'm going to say it again. I know you you, you didn't say amen, but I just thought it was so good. I'm going to say it again. God wants to make you something. He wants to make you something greater than you ever thought you would be. Because as He works with you in the midst of your suffering, it's going to be greater than you just being delivered from your suffering. Because see, the trouble in our life can bring glory to God. This is John's story here. John the Baptist is doing God's work. He's doing what God has called him to do. But see, as a Christian, as a Christ follower... You're not immune to suffering. You're not immune to pain. You're not immune to conflict. But the one thing we can do is take what God has given to us and see it through different eyes. See, Paul the Apostle said in Philippians, he said, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, he was wrongfully accused, he was incarcerated, he was put in prison. Paul the Apostle was. He said, has really served to advance the gospel. Paul was not just looking at the prison and the problem, but he was looking at the praise and the purpose of his pain. And that's what we need to do in our life. We need to understand that our suffering can be used in God's master plan to do greater things and that my suffering can be for the benefit of other people. How can that be? Well, the bottom line is this. This is what I know for a fact because I've experienced it. I've seen it in other people's lives. That my suffering is not ignored And it is not wasted by God. God can use it. He will use it. He will do great things through your suffering. The purpose of my pain and suffering is to promote one person and one person alone. I want you to think about John's life. John the Baptist, he was a forerunner of who? Jesus. And in that, John said he must be lifted up and I must decrease. He must increase, I must decrease. The the idea was that even in the midst of that jail time that John was suffering, God was going to do great things through that. God can use suffering for His good, and we just have to focus our mind and heart on that. To the world, being blessed is to have everything you want and have it your way. Have it your color and have it now. In God's economy... He doesn't so much look at our dreams coming true, but He looks at us and He wants us to become more like Christ. And What better place to do that than in our suffering? For Jesus Himself suffered and died on a cross. Jesus understood that the suffering that He would endure would bring great benefit to you and I. Great benefit to those who were to come. So our trouble and our suffering is not limited to our experience alone. Let me free someone today to tell you that it just could quite possibly be that your pain and your suffering will be a catalyst for God to do something great. Your pain and suffering may be a catalyst for someone else in their life, for their life to be changed and impacted and do God's work. We never know how God can use us. But the fact that of the matter is, no matter how bad the suffering, God can use us. But it has to do with what we do with that. See, if we focus on our pain, if we focus on our suffering, we can miss the great opportunity. Scripture tells us that God is to be our focus. Christ makes it clear that we must seek The kingdom of God first. Jesus was preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was His message. He began to preach once John was arrested. But here's something that we have to hold on to. That suffering reveals what we treasure. See, as long as everything is light, everything is easy, we can be a certain way. But when things begin to get heavy and we begin to get stretched and we begin to worry, and we begin to have trouble, and we begin to, to, to really feel like the bottom's going to fall out. Then, and only then, we begin to cry out and say, Oh God, help us. We need to continue our life in the arms of Christ. See, when it comes to suffering, focus, well, what we must do is this, focus on lifting up Jesus, lifting Him up, rather than focusing on our pain. That's why John said, He must increase, I must decrease. It's about Jesus. When I'm hurting and when I'm in pain or when I'm suffering, it's about who? It's about Jesus. Yes, it's tough. I understand life is hard, but it's about Jesus. Let's make our suffering about Jesus. And the second thing I think is very important, as Paul was doing in, 1, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, is we have to share our story of being comforted. Paul was saying, I have been comforted. The God who comforts has comforted me and He'll comfort you. And we need to share our stories of comfort. We need a world to know, yes, bad things happen and good people have to suffer. But in the midst of that suffering, we have a Savior named Jesus Christ that's right there with us, Miss Kay, that can help us walk every day and keep our head up. We may hurt. We may cry. We may have to take medication. It may be tough. I understand. But we still got Jesus carrying us along. Amen. we got Jesus no matter where we go or what happens to get us through. We need to share that with people. One, sometimes people just forget they need encouragement. Two, some people may not even know it. They may have not even thought about that. So let me tell you, life hurts. But the sovereignty of God says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. And that includes our suffering and our pain. John the Baptist was arrested and put in jail. And that is when Jesus was able to begin His ministry. You never know what God's master plan could have in store if you focused on lifting up Jesus in the midst of your pain. What God can do with that could be incredible. Because when it gets to where you can't carry it no more, just remember, the Savior is holding you and the stuff at the same exact time. Here's your challenge for this week. Share your story of how you've been comforted with someone. Share your story with someone of how God's been there for you through the tough times. I mean, make it a random, random conversation. Just say to somebody, say, hey, can I just tell you about a time when God was there for me and Christ helped me through this or whatever? And see how that conversation progresses. If you don't have a story like that, ask somebody how God has comforted them. That's your challenge for this week. There may be somebody here today who is suffering and who is in... Difficulty and trouble right now. You may have some stuff going on in your life that you feel like you just can't handle and you just can't carry. Can I tell you, Jerry, Jesus wants to carry that. Jesus wants to carry you. Jesus wants to carry your stuff. This morning, as we stand and sing during the invitation, if you need prayer today, our deacon ministers will be down here to pray with you if that is what you desire. John's going to be down here. If you need prayer today, would you come? Also, maybe today, maybe today you know someone in your life who could use some prayer. Would you come today for them? Because they need to be comforted. Would you come and for us to pray for them as well? Or maybe today, you just have a story you just want to share. You want to go ahead and knock out that seven-day challenge just like that. Come on down here and tell us when God has been there for you when times were, were tough. God has not given you a story just to keep it to yourself. He's given it with a purpose that will impact and change people's lives. So share your story with someone. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Lord, Jesus just didn't randomly one day just say, Hey, I'm just going to start preaching. It was on the heels of John the Baptist being arrested and thrown in prison that it catapulted Jesus into His ministry. And He began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And He began to heal people and call disciples to follow Him. But Lord, it all began because of one man who was preparing the way, but then he had to suffer. Or maybe there's somebody here today, they're going through a hard time, they're suffering. It seems like the darkness will not go away, but Father, they can be a lighthouse while the storm is raging full blast. In the midst of the trouble and the sorrow, they can be a lighthouse to those around them. Lord, this isn't about putting on a mask or just pretending. This is about in the middle of it, just giving you praise and glory and trying to find ways to focus on you, Father. I thank you for my friends that do that. I thank you, Father, for those times when I hear testimonies of how it seems like the darkness does not go away. But you're still there for them. And they cry out to you. Lord, that's the secret of you using our pain and our suffering for your glory and to really impact people that is when we focus all that we have on you lord help us today for those who are suffering bring them comfort for those who need to share may they share their story but may you move in our hearts right now as god bids we pray these things in jesus name